You are listening to Messy in the Middle, the show here to help you navigate the messy blend that is life and business today. I'm your host, Haley Johnson, and my guests and I are here to dish out all the hot takes, big wins, and seriously messy moments that come with being an entrepreneur. So grab another cup of coffee, you know you want to, and let's get into it. Hello and welcome back for another solo episode of Messy in the Middle. This week we are going to be talking all about LinkedIn. Now if you've been around since season one or have basically ever spoke to me or met me in person, whatever, you know that LinkedIn is kind of my jam. In season one on episode seven, we talked all about the reasons that you're probably not on LinkedIn. And I gave you a few tips to learn how to overcome some of those objections and find some comfort and community on LinkedIn. What I did not give you in that episode, however, was any real strategy to set you up for success on LinkedIn or show you how to use the platform. And that is because so much of what comes together to create an impactful LinkedIn strategy is about who you are as a person, what your lead gen style is like, and of course, what kind of business you run. That is why today we are going to tap into the lead gen style side of things and talk about the three lead gen archetypes what they mean, and how each of them uses LinkedIn in a different way to support their lead generation strategy and grow their business. So the first thing you're probably wondering is what the heck is an archetype? So (laughs) the definition of an archetype is a very typical example of a certain person or thing or a recurrent symbol or motif in literature, art, or mythology. So when we think about a lead gen archetype, we're going to be thinking about some recurring themes that I've noticed in myself, my clients, and my business friends when they're talking about generating leads and marketing to grow their business. But to keep things fun, I've given these archetypes super fun names, and now I want you to close your eyes unless you're driving. If you're driving, keep your eyes open. Rewind to the 90s or 2000s and pretend you're at a middle school dance. Are you the wallflower? You got all dressed up and ready to go, but now that you're at the dance, you're much more comfortable hanging out by the punch bowl than out on the dance floor or even, oh my God, asking someone to dance with you. Or are you the dancing diva? out in the middle of the dance circle all night, showing off your outfit, your hair, your super cool dance moves? Or are you the social butterfly, flitting about the event, talking to all of your friends, encouraging wallflowers to go out and dance, and setting up your classmates who are so obviously meant for each other? You know, as meant for each other as you can be at 12 or 13. Now, before I lose you completely, remember, this is just a metaphor. So there are no butterfly clips or platform flip-flops on the dance floor that is LinkedIn. And there's definitely no romance brewing in the background a la middle school dance, but the archetypes still apply. Wallflowers like to have people come to them and make the first move. Dancing divas love to be the center of attention and have their vivaciousness be what brings people to talk about them and talk to them. 
And social butterflies know everything about everyone and want to facilitate the ultimate love or LinkedIn connection. If you're still sitting there like, oh my goodness, what is this girl talking about? I want you to head over to theprobigy.com slash quiz, take a minute or two to take the quiz and uncover your lead gen archetype, then come back and tune into the rest of the episode with your archetype in mind. Ready? Okay. Let's dive into the actual LinkedIn application for the lead gen archetypes, beginning with the wallflower. The biggest characteristic of the wallflower is that above all else, they want their ideal clients to come to them. They're not interested in showing up every day on social media or scheduling a bunch of networking calls to build connections. For the wallflower, it is really important that their online presence speaks for itself and gets people to want to say yes to working with them with as little friction as possible. When it comes to client attraction, this means that the wallflower needs to focus on optimizing their presence. Primarily when we're talking about this, we mean their online presence, but this can also mean just having a clear elevator pitch to describe what you do in case someone does happen to ask about your work in an in-person setting so that they're actually motivated to check out your online presence after meeting and then take those next steps into working with you. When it comes to online presence, wallflowers need to think of two to three different kinds of optimization. The first is their website, then their social media profiles, this is where LinkedIn comes in, and then their middle of funnel nurture strategy. If you're a wallflower, and especially if you are a wallflower with a well-optimized website, LinkedIn is going to be the best place for you to establish yourself and optimize your online presence. I know in the online space, everyone loves Instagram. To some extent, so do I. But when it comes to searchability, it can be kind of finicky. Your bio and username are searchable, but it feels like every day it can get harder and harder to get found. If you're not dancing for reels or posting like crazy and as a wallflower, that is definitely not the vibe. LinkedIn, on the other hand, gives you a variety of ways to set up your profile, create a company page, and optimize your presence as a service provider on the platform, all of which are searchable and all of which can help you get found even if you're not posting anything. When you have an optimized LinkedIn platform, you can come up in search results on LinkedIn and through Google and other search engines. I don't know if anyone like uses Bing, but maybe. <laughs> Just like an optimized website can get you found through search, your LinkedIn platform can get you found through search as well as through the LinkedIn platform. The final place that I recommend Wallflowers optimize is their nurture strategy. It's great if people can find you on their own and get to know you through your website or your profile, but what happens after they inquire? What if they aren't ready to inquire yet? What can you do to stay on top of mind while honoring your wallflower nature? I've found that the two best ways for wallflowers to nurture their leads are through public, ideally evergreen content, and email. Public content could be literally anything from posting to Instagram, which we all know is not my favorite, but that's also not the point, sharing weekly thought leadership content on LinkedIn, or setting up a nurture podcast for potential clients to get to know you better without having to get on a discovery call or networking chat. Email can be even simpler than that. 
You can set up a quick nurture sequence for new subscribers that join your list from an opt-in. You can send weekly, bi-weekly, or even monthly newsletters, or just share occasional tips and tricks to remind your subscribers that you're here and you're a total expert at what you do. Being a wallflower doesn't mean that you need to or can opt out of all things marketing related, but it does mean that with an optimized LinkedIn profile, website, or other online platform, you can take some of the pressure off of constantly networking and creative content and sit back and focus on the things you actually like to do in your business, which unless you're a marketer, and even then maybe isn't marketing, like you probably like doing other things in your business better. But do not worry, friends. It sounds like I'm wallflower obsessed, but I truly believe that LinkedIn has just as much potential for my other archetypes. So let's chat about the dancing diva. Quite opposite from the wallflower, the dancing diva loves creating content and loves generating buzz about whatever it is they're working on at the moment behind the scenes content, educational info. If they could have a daily vlog, they'd do it. The dancing diva may not be one to shy away from the spotlight, but it's not the attention that they're after. For the dancing diva, content creation is simply a way to connect with a broader audience, serve as a launch pad for new relationships, and impact more people with less effort than they could if they were just doing one-on-one -on -one calls all the time, or in the case of the wallflower, waiting for people to find them. So when it comes to client attraction, the Dancing Diva wants to be creating content, generating buzz, and maybe even going viral from time to time. But despite the archetype name, the Dancing Diva might not want to be dancing on reels in order to grow their reach. What makes LinkedIn great for the dancing diva is its algorithm. Now, I'm not gonna pretend that I actually understand how algorithms work, but here's a very high level overview of the LinkedIn algorithm. LinkedIn loves engagement. If you create content, LinkedIn will push it out to your network in their feed. If your connections like, comment, or share that content, LinkedIn will show their network your content. If one of your connections connections engages with your content, LinkedIn will show it to their network and so on. What this means is that your content has a broader reach that is directly impacted by how engaging it is and a longer lifespan as long as the post continues to reach new users who engage with it. I've had clients tag me in LinkedIn content and I receive notifications on like a daily basis for four or five weeks since they've tagged me in that content because new people are engaging with that content and then new people are engaging with that content. That's not a fluke, like that happens all the time. If you create a post that's worth engaging with, it will, especially if it's evergreen and not related to a specific like day or time, like intro posts do really well, celebration posts do really well, that shit lasts. And it lasts longer on LinkedIn than it lasts anywhere else. So what this means for Dancing Divas is that even though you love creating and sharing content, the visibility and reach of that content is still super important for the end goal. Because remember, the Dancing Diva, yeah, the attention's cool, but the end goal for the Dancing Diva is impact. 
LinkedIn gives its users every opportunity they can to see new content from trusted connections, which means that the posts you work so hard on will have a fair shot at being seen by and helping the people that they were created for. And the more often and the more consistently you create that content, the better and better that reach will expand. Depending on the type of work that they do and the clients that they serve, Dancing Divas can lean on a wallflower approach for their nurture strategy to get clients to work with them, either optimizing their website and purchase process or creating like a really solid opt-in strategy that supports clients until they're ready to be sold to. Or they can use a social butterfly approach, which I will get to in a moment. And that is all about communication to build connection. So for social butterflies, networking is pretty much their middle name. And as someone who identifies as both an introvert and a social butterfly, I can attest to the fact that this is about so much more than just constantly being around people, constantly having meetings, or constantly growing your network. Being a social butterfly means that communication and relationship building are your strong suits. And what better place to leverage those strengths than a platform built for networking? I'm talking about LinkedIn, if you haven't like figured that out by now. When it comes to client attraction, social butterflies are the ones doing the finding. This could mean hanging out in groups, searching on job boards, or attending in-person networking events. Remember those? <laughs> LinkedIn makes this super easy by having a highly optimized search function that lets users search by things like job title, industry, keywords, and so much more. If you remember back to like 15 minutes ago when I talked about LinkedIn being a great place for wallflowers to get found, those same features make it great to be super intentional about how you network as a social butterfly. The best part about being a social butterfly on LinkedIn is that you don't just have to target your ideal clients day in and day out, setting up discovery calls and cold pitching everyone you meet. You can use LinkedIn to build solid relationships with people in similar or adjacent industries who could be potential referral partners. You can connect with old classmates or colleagues who can vouch for your skills and recommend you to their own network. And you can even use LinkedIn to build connections for podcasts, media, and other PR opportunities. I have a friend slash colleague who I initially discovered on LinkedIn, found out that they had a podcast, pitched myself to that podcast. And in that podcast interview, we really connected and got to know each other really well. And then they joined my membership. And if they're listening to this by now, they're probably starting to think like, hmm, maybe they're talking about me. I purchased one of their digital products and then they brought me in on a client project almost a full year later. When we connected, I had no intention of just like cold pitching them anything other than my LinkedIn spiel to their audience, which I think at the time they were accepting podcast pitches. So it wasn't even really like a cold pitch. But over the past year, we've exchanged knowledge, we're exchanging podcast interviews, we've shared expertise, and we've even worked with clients together. So we didn't even connect on LinkedIn until after the podcast interview happened, but we were still able to like build this amazing connection and relationship. And 
Even if you don't want to use LinkedIn as a networking tool, it is 100% worth using as a search engine because there's no way I could have just gotten that specific through a random Google or Instagram search. If you're a social butterfly, you understand that deep and meaningful relationships are invaluable when it comes to building a successful business that can stand the test of time. I just hope that you can give LinkedIn a chance to be a part of that relationship building process with you because I swear it makes the whole thing so much easier. That's the overview of the LinkedIn archetypes. And if you're still with me, I bet you're wondering, okay, cool. Now I get the archetypes. Like what the heck am I supposed to do now? Well, if you haven't already, head over to thepropagy.com slash quiz. That's T-H-E-P-R-O-P-E-G-Y dot com slash quiz to take the quiz and learn your archetype. And if you get your archetype and you think like, oh, well, it says I'm a wallflower, but I love creating content, like you can be a cusp. There's definitely some nuance in this. And if you want a place where you can explore that nuance, I heavily encourage you to check out Level Up with LinkedIn Lead Gen. There will be links to everything in the show notes. And if you're curious about the membership that I was talking about, it's called Thought Leaders Collective. And in just a few weeks, I will be diving into all of the details with you about how you can join TLC, what it means to create thought leadership content on LinkedIn, and why it matters for you as an entrepreneur, no matter what your archetype is. If you aren't interested in diving straight into Level Up, but you want to learn more about how you can use LinkedIn to grow your business and develop a lead generation strategy that fits your personality, your business, and your lifestyle, I encourage you to head over to thepropagy.com waitlist to join the waitlist for Level Up Live. At the time of releasing this podcast, the waitlist is open, And when you join, you will immediately get an email with information for how you can join us for Level Up Live in September. And if you're listening in September or later, you'll be redirected to whatever the best place is to help you out on your lead gen journey. If you have any questions, feedback, or just want to say hey, there are links to all of my social media and all of the Propagy social media in the show notes. So just click your favorite and send me or us a DM and we would love to chat with you. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week on Messy in the Middle. Hey there, thanks for listening all the way to the end, or more likely, thanks for leaving your phone just far enough away that you can't get to it in time to skip past this part. If you like what you heard, don't forget to rate and leave a review. And shout out to my guests for joining me, my dog for not barking, my editor Chrissy for doing her thing, and my friend Devin for letting me use his music. You can check out all of the links for the podcast, anything mentioned in today's episode, and the amazing people who helped me put on the show in the show notes. Bye!